Hello and welcome to Open All Eyes, a QPR podcast that never leaves early. I had to say something because it can't be ignored. Right, today I'm Paul Finney and I'm joined with three other QPR fans. Stuart Morley, first time appearance and welcome. Thank you very much. It's very good of you to come down and, and help us out. I try my best. And you, you, you're one of the few people who's actually wore the QPR shirt to the QPR podcast. I well, yeah, kind of like that. It gets yeah. us in the mood. It's a, well, there's a connection between the podcast and being on a podcast, so QPR seems to be the connection. I might as well wear something. Yeah, exactly. And it might as well be hoops. Rahul, welcome back again. You, you're getting quite the um, podcaster these days. Welcome back. How are you keeping? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Stayed till the end of the match yesterday, so feeling a bit virtuous and morally superior to the others. Just kidding, just kidding. That's Rahul, by the way, everyone. <laughs> He's not on Twitter. And a bit of a bit of a first. Welcome, Joe. I don't know why it took us so long to get you on. Um, Joe Hilton's with us tonight. Everyone will know Joe because you can't miss him, really. Evening, Paul. Evening. How are you, big man? You all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm glad that we're doing it tonight, the podcast, and not straight after the game last night because my comments would not have been able to be broadcast. What so. were they then? Well, they were, let's say they weren't conservative. Oh, okay. This is a non-political podcast, by the way. <laughs> we're not allowed to mention things like that. Right, what are we going to talk about? Uh, okay, first of all, let's talk about the match itself. Rahul, what was your first impressions of the 19 minutes before it all went and we went mad? I thought Holloway really had a pretty negative uh, approach to the match and we really were set up in a very very strange way playing two strikers playing Mackey on the left wing he couldn't play any proper crosses playing uh, Cousins couldn't cross the ball Bidwell couldn't cross the ball there just seemed to be no approach uh, until we finally brought on Smith and even then we played without a real winger for about 15 minutes until he brought on Luwalawan and Zolek um, so it, it was it was absolutely terrible uh, Brentford were the much better team and and we really had no approach to the match for the first 90 minutes or so. Stuart? Well, yes, the, 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 the formation and the setup wasn't, wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I have an issue with, with Cousins being played in that position. Uh, where Furlong is, I have no idea. I wish he was there. You might as well just blood the guy. Um, Mackey, once again, yet for all his effort and work rate, that's not the position he should be playing in. Um, Freeman not used properly out on the right-hand side. I get what Holloway's probably trying. And the two up front I can get because Washington does work with somebody, but does mm. he work up top with the man who was beside him yesterday? Probably not. It's, it, 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 it sort of reeks of this sort of old Redknapp thing of you play players for the sake of playing them to show what you're lacking in terms of squad depth. But it just didn't really work out. And we lucked out in the end, I think, really. Mm. Joe well I just thought at the kickoff there was a the atmosphere just reflected what we were about to see it was dull it was flat there was there was absolutely nothing from from anywhere and the first half for not picking on anyone in particular but there, there, there wasn't any real positive play I didn't think and uh 
I think anyone who's seen the past few games against Brentford know exactly how they're going to play. And they play with wide men when they've got the ball. As soon as they lose possession of the ball, they condense the play. Mm-hmm. And, and we just don't seem to have an answer to it. And I don't know why, because it's 11 v 11, not 11 v 10. And the whole game just seemed to progress like that until they got their first goal. And then their manager... Um, Smith. Dean, Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Sorry? Dean Smith. No, it doesn't matter what his <laughs> name is. <laughs> well, you looked at him with the gears near, but you said it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah, Dean Smith. He, he, he completely. Dean. He, he, he com- Don't he, take your dog for what you can hang on to a lead. Sorry, he, carry on. He, he, completely, uh, he completely changed the tactics and he, he took off his aggressive players and brought defenders on. And, you know, I was saying. If, I was saying a few uh, n- non-conservative words. You've told me about that already, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. And I thought, well, they, they're just going to... And we became more aggressive because they, they were sitting back more. But we couldn't capitalise on it. And, of course, then the breakaway, I'm screaming, they're going to have a breakaway here. Mm. And they did. 2-0. Mm. And I, I was saying before we went on air, that is the first time I've walked out... In years, I was so disgusted. I thought I cannot walk down South Africa Road listening to those prats mouthing off because they want us as a rival. And in the near on fifty years, it's nearly on fifty years I've been supporting QPR. We've never played them, and for them to be in the championship is like QPR being in the Champions League. It's massive for them. They're yeah. a small club. And they're batting above their they're batting above their average at the moment. That's how I feel. They did play better than us, you know. Hand on my heart, I, I don't like to say it. They did play better than us, and we got back to the we got back to the car. I I just had I had the biggest drop on. We weren't me, me and the missus weren't talking. To, she did not want to leave Loftus Road, and I said, "No, we're going. We're going. <laughs> I'm not having this. This is this is bollocks. I can't stand it." And we got back to the car and she said, put 505 on. And I said, no, bollocks to that as well. We're not, <laughs> we're, we're not listening to it. But I, reluctantly, I put it on. And I swear, as soon as I put it on, Smithy scored. Um, and I went, well, yeah, there you go. There's a consolation. Yeah, go on. That, that's not bad. And we, we just got down to Hammersmith because we're going back to Surrey. We just got down to Hammersmith and Freeman scored. And fuck me. It was like... I don't know if you've seen that episode with Fools and Horses where um, Del Boy and Rodney got all the money for that watch oh, and yeah. they were sat outside. Me and Kath just went absolutely <laughs> tilting. The, the car was... The mini was going all over the place. I thought if the old Bill were behind me, I'd get a tug for drink driving and I hadn't had a drink at all. And it was... But we, going over Hammersmith Bridge, the silence kicked in again. She blamed me. And there was there was hardly anything spoken until we got to Putney Vale, but there you go. So basically, your trip home was quite eventful. It was uh, non-eventful. All right, okay. Non-eventful, <laughs> and I didn't get the bridge. And I didn't get my cup of Ovaltine when I got indoors either. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm kind of been thinking about this all day because obviously we have to approach with caution what we think of what Holloway said, and I'm kind of in two minds about it because my take on the game was that formation-wise. <clears throat> you mentioned the four wingers, right? What I didn't understand was, if you take it back again to Derby, because I was at Derby last week, 
We had three strikers on the bench and a winging player as a striker. Never mind a crowd leaving early. What message does that give to the players? If you're going to put a winger on the bench, on the pitch and keep your strikers on the bench, you go 2-0 mm. down and you bring them on, you're chasing the game, blah, blah. And I kind of think, in my opinion last night, I was browned off because I hate losing to Brentford. Not because they're rivals or anything like that, I suppose they are in some ways, but because I got chased by Brentford fans once and I thought they were Stoke supporters. <laughs> and you know that's how much we dislike Brentford. I couldn't even tell their shirt from a Sunderland shirt no. or a Stoke shirt or whatever. Uh, I mean, I probably recognise the next shirt before I recognise a Brentford shirt, mm. and that's not being condescending. Well, basically, playing playing Brentford really was a pre-season friendly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, well, when I'm, I'm, I'm 32, when I was 10, 11 years old, if I keep you while we're away and I couldn't afford with my dad to go to an away game and Brentford were at home, I'd go there because I wanted to watch a game of football and I was only 10 years old. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, they're a rival and I'm going to you know, go, oh, oh, I don't know if I should go at Brentford. It's like, there's a game of football. It's local yeah. to me because I'm a West London lad. I'll go at Brentford because I can't afford to go keep you away because I'm 10 and they ain't playing at home. So just go see Brentford. But the thing is, they created this rivalry. But my beef is they beat us too many times. Yeah. And I think the reason I think people left last night is... They are actually beating us. We're not losing to them. There's a big big yeah. difference. They're they beating us. us. They killed yeah. us at their place and they killed us in the, um, whatever that League Cup thing's called. The League Cup, yeah. And it's, it's, I personally... Have Caribou. Yeah. I've personally had enough of losing to Brentford. I've had really enough of losing to yeah. fucking Fulham, I can tell you that much. But losing to Brentford and losing to the Derbys, I'd have enough. So I do understand why people left. I didn't leave. I got slaughtered on Twitter because, stupidly, hold my hands up... No passion, humiliation, I'm fed up, I'm fecked off, blah, blah, blah. And then we scored, and I'm like going, that's not bad. Then we scored again, delete tweet, delete tweet, delete tweet. <laughs> Too late, everyone had freaking screenshot it, had which I'm, you know what, I'm happy with that. And anyone that give me shade for it, I don't care. I'd rather get shade for being an idiot with a, keep, uh, with a phone than us losing. And their fans were absolutely distraught. When they were coming down South Africa Road last night, they were distraught. I mean, they're, you know, you just, well, we're having a wee bit of fun with them, like, and saying, like, not being fun. No, you weren't having fun, Paul. You were taking a piss, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I might have mentioned a few things about messing things up, and um, that even Heathrow was bigger than them in, in Middlesex. Um, you know, and, and these sort of things. And they were good, because this to them is their biggest away game of the season. But do you know what the real worry was? We'll go on by Holloway in a second. The empty seats. Mm. You know, this mm. is this is not good. I mean, even the Brentford section, they hate us with a passion. You know that, Joe, as well yeah. as I do. Yeah. Not sold out. No. I mean, a Brentford QPR match, I don't care about Sky. It should be a sold out affair. It should be a three o'clock Saturday anyway, for a start. Agree, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But that's Agree. Sky, isn't it? Every time we play Brentford or Fulham, they want it on TV. Mm. Christ knows why, but they do. And, um, you know... And as it would be, it was a good game to have because of the last few minutes. Because that came out of nowhere. I mean, Brentford, either they, they, they didn't realise what was going on or we suddenly realised they're not actually that good. We can get behind them. And it's a strange thing because... And then celebrating that, taking the mickey out of their fans and then people are coming and saying, have you heard what Ian Tolloway said? Have you heard mm. this? Have you seen this? And they show me on the phones like... See, I didn't find that out until... About 10 o'clock this morning, the, the Holloway comments. It's so QPR, it is, you, you quite literally, you could have scripted that to a point where it's not even funny anymore. No. You know, you, you, yeah, you know, people start leaving, you go, oh yeah, that's It's fine. almost the shock jock thing, isn't <laughs> yes. it? Yes. With Ollie. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I've, read, I've read the comments from everyone 
Um, I say everyone. I've read it on basically on Twitter, and uh, he's. I I just think take it on the chin, from our from from us. Okay. Take it on take it on the chin, you know, because Forest the other week and um, we got smashed at Forest the first fifteen minutes without going over old ground, and I just thought this is a continuation from Wolves and Sheffield United and Bolton and Sunderland where we should have had maximum points mm. and we kick off against Forest and within 30 seconds we should have been one up right. definitely should have been one up and then uh, Jack Robinson who I absolute I, the lad has come on so much yeah. since he's come back being plagued with all those injuries I think he's he's been phenomenal in the roles that he's played at the back and I thought he had a stonking game last night mm. some of the tackles that he put in He's he's ultra fit. He's he's work. He's really working for the badge for the club, for his position. Smart defender as well. A very smart defender. Yeah. Considering he's had to move into centre half as well. Yeah. And it, just one mistake at Forest, and they had the breakaway, and the heads dropped, the heads went down, and 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 I said to my mates and my and my wife around me, uh, there was about fifteen minutes to half time. I said if if he can get him in to half time, maybe park the bus at the start of the second half, suck them in a bit and go for the break. Because we've got the players, certainly in the midfield we have. But no, they, they, hit, us, they hit us just before half-time and, and, and it, was, it was game over, wasn't well, that's it? That's a familiar it, theme at the moment and not really holding on until half-time or even... Like, but even last, even last night, we're, we're looking at the clock and we're going, it's 43, 44, <laughs> we're, still in, we're still in with this and bang, the man in black blows the whistle and you think, yeah, that's it. Oh, so we got to half-time, regroup, You've seen what they're about. But he's not working out this, what I call concertina play, where they put their wide men out when they've got the ball. And the midfield players, they're playing the ball blind. They're just picking them. And then when they lose it, they they come in. Exactly. And the other problem with that, too, is they they were playing kind of an imbalance 4-4-2 where you had Mackey on the left wing. Freeman nominally was on the right wing, but he was also playing into a free roll. And behind Freeman, you have Cousins, who's not a right back, playing out of position. Mm. So he's regularly having the attack come down, and he has no cover because Freeman is on the other side of the pitch playing a free roll. Mm. And this was repeatedly happening over and over and over again. And for some reason... Uh, Ollie just didn't say to Freeman, stay on the right side, provide him cover. And we just got torn apart down the flanks because of this imbalance. And it was so obvious watching, uh, watching from where I was sitting, and I just couldn't believe that the same thing happened over and over again. It just seemed that Ollie didn't have a plan. And exactly what you said, the wide play was so obvious, and it just But I've done it. I, I've picked that up. The first, time that, the first time that we played them at Loftus Road, they did it, mm. and Hoylet scored, and we beat them 3-0. And they used... They played the same way, and it was a different manager then. Uh, was it Warburton? I can't remember. I think Who cares? It was yeah, but yeah, exactly. Some yeah. Luck. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. yeah, yeah. But going back to the Holloway comments, um, what got me is, I mean, listen, he's entitled to be smug. He's entitled to have a, a wee bit of a sideways glance and a cheeky little grin at the camera and say, "What did you boys miss?" And girls, but. I'm not so sure about the don't come back bit of it. I just yeah. and, the, and the anger in that really did worry me and did stress me out a wee bit because I'm just kind of thinking we need unity, we need everyone together. And it was it was basically the hardcore there last night. That was your eleven thousand mm. hardcore. Yes. And anyone, what worries me if Ian's going to need those fans on his side the way our season's going because we're winning and losing and winning and losing and away form is shocking. So he will need them on his side. He's kind of created their Manos thing now. So and. 
I'm, I'm, well, it'll be interesting Saturday at Preston. Yeah, but the thing is, Joe, I'm not either a massive fan of Holloway or dislike. I mean, I do go on Twitter, as you know. I'm quite hmm. well. I'm always on fucking Twitter, but there's some people who generally seem to enjoy us losing. And yeah. I don't get that. Who, uh, just yeah, so yeah, they can be yeah, right. Yeah. And it's, it's a, like, it's yeah, a it's the same right. usual suspects. You know, yeah. this guy's shite. I've proved the point. I hate that because I'd never want Rangers to lose. Even when Paul Hart was manager, I'd never want QPR mm. to lose. You know, I mean, you go back to Mullery and things like that. You know, you, you might want them to leave, but you don't want your club to lose. No. And then you've got the ones on the other side of it who are saying, like, with FFP, with everything, we were restricted. We're not that restricted. There's a lot of them players that were playing last night who we paid millions for. Like, forget everything else and their own decent money. I don't think Brentford have got the budget we've got for sure. No, they definitely haven't. So, but they've picked up some... They seem to be trading the right way. When I say that, they've got... that Their scouting mm. network seems to be working for them. I mean, the lad with the uh, the blonde streak last yeah, night. Yeah, mean, very decent. It's troubling at times to see him run us. Yeah. Absolutely ripped us to it pieces. But, but not only that, they, they <laughs> let... got the chance. They they let the lad alone. He he had the freedom of Loftus Road on both wings, yeah. both flanks. He time after time after time he was there, and he had a free. He, he was almost had a free role like Warnock gave Adele. Yeah, Adele could. Adele just went around and just you know and God, had a way to people in the crowd and then got the ball, did his thing, and the lad is skillful. Yeah, you know. But going back to the comments, because I will finish in a second once we get this up, this this off our our chest. Well, you kind of agreed with him in some ways that we had a conversation about this beforehand. So what did you think? Yeah, so I, I actually do agree with Holloway in some respects, although I would caveat in saying it, it wasn't just that we played poorly uh, yesterday for the first 90 minutes. This is also a continuation of two or three years of pretty crappy play. And if, for the fans who actually go to the away fixtures, we haven't won a match since, whatever, February. Yeah, so it's it's a it's... This, it wasn't just 90 bad minutes of football. It's been a, a lot of bad football. Having said that, and again, I have no, I, I basically live like a 16 year old boy. I have no adult responsibility, so I'm able to stay till the end of the match. Um, but <laughs> but I, I do think that that is a time when, you know, as fans, we should be sticking around and supporting our team to the very end. And oh, absolutely. Them that push. I, I understand I, the frustration, but that doesn't excuse what Holloway said. It's just so. It's so slapstick. It's just so pathetic to hear your manager. But the thing is, Ian Holloway is the type of person. That's what makes him. He he changes gear without sinking the clutch, with without <laughs> engaging the brain. Great it just knowledge. it just comes out. Fantastic. Now, if if Ollie could do that interview, maybe two hours later, instead of having a microphone shoved under his nose straight away, then he'd, he'd have time to calm himself. We're all the same. Mm. Yeah. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. Yeah. As I said, if we'd have done this straight after the game, there's no way you could broadcast what I what I <laughs> would say. And um, you wouldn't get me after a freedom defeat. I can tell you that much. Or losing that time, we lost six one to the scum. But for him to say what he said, you know, um, I take I, I take that on the chin. He's he's included me because I walked out. Mm. You know, hand up. Uh, I I am ashamed of myself, and, and hopefully my wife will forgive me, and I'll get my oval team. <laughs> this, this, this is a podcast. It's not marriage fucking games. You get yourself into trouble. That's but if you problem. but if you if you cast your mind back to the last game of last season, Norwich away four nil, and there was there was two over two thousand yeah, hoops yeah, yeah. Big at that game, yeah. yep. and every everyone of those players with the exception of Mark Bircham pissed off at the end no one came over to acknowledge the support mm. that's a and point. so 
It swings and roundabouts. You know, people decide, you, you pay your money, you, you're entitled to do what you want to do. I, I, I normally condemn people that walk out, but because it was that lot that play under the shadow of the M4 flyover, yeah. that is what really pissed me off. Because um, they believe they're superior to us. At the moment, they're holding all the cards. But the the cards will change. <laughs> or you should. Uh, the it, cards it will change. It doesn't make great podcasting, but that face was something I'd love to have put on Twitter because that was serious thing, from Joe. There, that was that was the, deep. The thing is, they, they do, they wow. do, they do hear us. There's little two ways about it, and it is a big game, which is fair enough. Our big games are where the Chelsea. Their big games are where the Rangers. Well, the thing is, you, you don't go and hope, as you were saying, Paul. You don't go to QPR or whoever you support to see your team lose. You go there for one reason, mm. and that's to see. To see your team win, but but Joe, do we and, and Rahul and Stuart, do we draw a line under it and say, right, he said that he's apologised, which he has done. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to dwell on this. You know, you, you know, next week you'll do the pod, podcast with a, with another three QPR fans, and it, it's old news. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The one, the one thing I would I probably would would say with with all due respect to, to, to Holloway, and it was brought up by from my friends on, on WhatsApp and. Um, all old ASB we mentioned before. Um, would it be helpful if someone was alongside Ollie, like what Kenny Jacket used to be, who oh. had a calmer head, who could take into nothing beside Bert, the nail on the head, Stuart. Yeah, just somebody who could say it's not me. I, other people mentioned it. I'm yeah. bringing it up, but somebody who was assistant coach Weber. Birch is great, but maybe he's not that guy to calm him down. He could just say, "Wait, Ian, before you go and say this, just think about it, and then go in front of the cameras." You're right. Ollie says what's in his heart, and we love that, and that's part of the reason why he's been brought in. But a, just, I mean, this a is second. A, we we yeah. all know this isn't a new thing with Ollie. The, yeah, what he said yesterday evening—it's it, not a new thing. Before he got sacked the first time round, he offered every QPR supporter out. I can't, oh, yeah. I yeah. can't remember what game it was. And people were livid about. It. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but again, he he didn't engage. Who was that? He did. He said. He said, "Come round my house and I'll come round my house and I'll fight everyone individually I mean, I, in the, in I my was, front garden." I, I yeah. would tell you so. I was wrongly <clears throat> when I used to be in the LSA and I was spokesperson. I was wrongly quoted in a paper, hmm. which is not hard to do because I probably emailed him. But never mind. And he didn't like it, so he, he ranted at me for two hours. As it turns out, it was someone being mischievous. Which I explained to him, but two hours I had to hold the phone away from my ear and mm. listen to him say the same thing. So his passion is, is right, her. right. <laughs> his passion's I can't wait. Is, 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 yeah, he goes, You go tell Daddy Shitter he's a shit defender. I was like, No, thanks. Um, I never said that. And he, he his passion's are he doesn't think, but he hasn't had anyone since Kenny Jacket no, of yeah. that kind of Kenny yeah. Jacket. Although he's quiet on everything else, he seems to be quiet. He's no messing. Kenny Jacket's a tough Oh, we man. don't take any prisoners. He is Kenny. a tough man. Believe you me, that bloke. I've spoken with Kenny a few times. He's a really nice man, and, but he's, he's, he's and he knows shit. He's, he's hard a, as nails. Yeah. So that's a good point. I think Bircham has a rule at QPR, and I think Holloway has a rule at QPR because it, we, this is, I was talking to me about this today. We were kind of round about it, and it was a case of right. We want it. We want it. Someone who cares about QPR. We want it. Someone with passion. We want it. Someone to come back after Hasselbank, after Redknapp, after all them Hughes, whatever of these people coming in. Not understanding, not wanting to understand, it's not getting us, not curing, no, the culture and everything else. 
You can't deny Ian's got passion. Oh, no. You cannot deny that Bircham knows how much it means to beat Fulham and Brentford and, 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 and try and get as close as we can to the top of this table and be, have pride back in them hopes. He gets all that. But you're right, Stuart. Sometimes I watch it a lot. Like when we scored against Millwall and that, and he was giving yeah. it the dance, I'd like someone to say, Ian, we've got to play them away, mate. And you're not helping yourself. Yeah, but here. give it large here. Give it large. What happens away from home? Take it on. Ju- yeah? Just take Fair it enough. on the chin. But carbon influence because maybe he just needs someone to give him five seconds and say, right. Give you, are, you are right, but no. At Loftus Road, yeah, go for it. Go yeah, for okay. it. Okay, I'll take that back then. But the you, can only be, you can only get killed once. Yeah, but once well, not, come, not, yeah, if you're, like, not if you're Hindu like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus might have a bit of an issue with you with that one as well. Um, the thing is, that you, can, you, you I do, yeah, okay, I take that back. But I would say, as a QPR fan, Ian, don't respond in a negative way because we've came back into the game, everyone's buzzing, and immediately sides are being drawn on Twitter, which is always happens yeah. because some people yeah. do sadly enjoy us losing. I can't get my head right now; I never will. It's weird. Um, so that's that, that's where we are. Bring everyone together now. Get everyone together. Stop all this bickering and shouting about and, and arguing. It's doing my head in. He and did. Like, the, he he did the same last year. You me, if you remember, we played Wolves on the Thursday night. What's yeah. that all about? Thursday football. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to do the Premiership now on a Friday, so we, there doesn't seem to be any Thursday matches now. Just guy being dicks, really. Well, it's because they've lost the Champions League and uh, the UEFA Cup, whatever it's called now, Europa League. Sorry. And we played Wolves and we, we lost right at the end, if you remember right, yeah. and they scored a late one. Yeah. And his, his post-match interview straight away, because it was sparse, the Rangers support was sparse, it's a Thursday night. So we've lost all the Rangers fans that are coming from maybe Ireland, the lads, George that comes over from Germany, blah, blah, he was over last night. And you know where I'm coming from, it's just the, just the ones from the home counties and and London, and he said, where's all the dirt, and he's beating his chest, where are they, where are they, where were they tonight, when we needed them, I thought, fuck's sake Ollie, <laughs> you know, it's a Thursday night, give it a chance, you know, yeah. some people, my missus broke her back to get there, she was down in Farnborough, she teaches in Farnborough, and down the Emperor, and, she, and it was the night that the, um, they paid tribute to the Chilean football my, team that yeah. had passed away, and and Caff just got into the ground just as they were doing the doing the tribute to the Chilean lads. And he comes out with that afterwards. You know, there's nothing about the I, I don't know what I can't remember what the gate was, about eleven thousand maybe. It wasn't many. It wasn't. It, it, it was then, a low gate. But this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. He he doesn't engage the brain. Just comes out no he has no filter. But it, I see I I say exactly I say it differently. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Because uh-huh. he's not stupid. Ian oh, Hallway he's not, he's not no, stupid. So what are you saying? He's got it scripted. He's got no, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, Paul. No, what I'm saying is that with Ian, it's he's right and those who walked out were wrong and he's telling you that he was right and you should have stayed there because he knew what he was doing all along kind of thing of like, don't give up on us. We're going to fight to the end. I was right. I had faith in my lads. You didn't. Therefore, you're this, you're that. Humbleism would have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, you've left the ground early. I wish you hadn't because, by God, that was some comeback. And you could have seen them Brentford fans leave the well, ground. Well, uh, that cross-references his actual apology today, which came out yeah. an hour or two. Like, he said that... Well done, the QPR probably, media team. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So they do... Ian and Paul and everyone else yeah. there, fantastic Super job. job yeah. Exactly. But he didn't but, say sorry. 
mm, yeah, well. He said, no. I apologise, <laughs> but. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was. I, it's a shame because, anyway, we're, we're going to draw a line under it and hopefully, but I would just say that don't let it affect how we think of the next few fixtures. Yeah, we're still I agree. In, um, I agree. And not a great place. We can't be turned on each other. Let's all try and be nice to each other after games. <laughs> on Twitter, on Facebook, sit down and say... It's not going to happen. I mean, <laughs> 15... I mean, exactly. I mean, some people would like to talk about last night. They said, oh, do you know what? If this had happened, if that had happened, I was thinking to myself, if Smithies hadn't made three world-class saves, they'd have been out of the, the, oh, second, yeah. the second Yeah, yeah. First half, yeah. first yeah. half. You know, yeah. Smithies was yeah. made some of the saves he made but last the, night. But the niceness you're talking about is not going to... I've got more, more chance waking up with Carol Vorderman in the morning. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Set your sights quite high there, Joe. You've got, you got, you got serious issues with maths and stuff. Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, uh, yeah, it, that it, was our engineer it, laughing. That's <laughs> never happened before. Neil, calm yourself. Anyway, so um, Stuart, what would you say to Ian um, to bring the fans? What advice would you give Ian? Saying how to get those fans who maybe wavering back on side. Uh, it, it's hard. I mean, I, I, was, I was very lucky to to have worked with um, the aforementioned um, Ian and Paul in the the press department for quite a few years um, after the inception of QPR World and Billy Rice. I was speaking with Joe about earlier. And worked there when Ollie worked there the first time round. He is the most honest Joe you've met him. I'm pretty sure most of us probably actually met him. The most honest, likable guy, heart in his sleeve. But I would probably say that if he was just honest and said that we were trying and he's trying his best and just kept it simple mm. and honest with his, his selection and his tactics and admitted when he was wrong, people would probably actually warm to him a bit more. Like you've said before in the last few minutes, that 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 Twitter social media faction comes into play immediately as soon as he says something which is, has a tiny sense of negativity about it. It's like having not like a fishing rod. Instead of having just a little bit of bait on it, you throw a massive piece of meat on it, yeah. and you go. He throws it into the river, and you just attract sharks instead of little fish. You can you can almost calm it down. You can almost hear Paul Morrissey acting like a sheepdog, trying to steer him away from what he's saying yeah. and, and putting him into a, a, a more comfortable zone. Yeah. But it doesn't they've, work. Well, th- th- those guys in the media department, they've, they, they've been through the, literally the mill in the last 10 to 12 years and they're still there. They haven't jumped yeah. ship. They've, they've gone through all the briatory, all the bits and pieces, all the stuff that probably can't be mentioned within, the, within this podcast. And they're probably the guys to listen to. Ollie... He's probably so strong-willed that he wants to actually rise above that and go, well, I can do this. Don't you? I don't need to have this support, this help. But he, they just need to stick together as a group and go, right, let's assess this before and after each game and then come out and say something. There's nothing wrong with Ollie's honest opinion and his passion for when he wants to say it, but maybe at times you need to be a clever little bastard and go, right, mm. let's play the, play the game here. And then, There's nothing wrong with smugness. Smugness is fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's fine. It's just about how you. No matter what area you work in, whether you're a cab driver, whether you work in interior design like me, whether you're, you know, producing a podcast like my man here to my left, you've got to play the game to a point where the the the, the final product is what is best. Simple. You, as you that. missed out Rahul's job. And Rahul's job. Who is the. He's uh, that's the smartest guy who has. He's sex on legs right here with a notepad yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. no, but it's, the thing is, I just, I just hope that we don't get negativity about it. I hope that everyone just moves away from it. I, I had yeah. my say on it on social media, and as I made an absolute dick of myself by 
by um, what I said last night. Can I just apologise to QPR? I'm a bad man, and I, I love being proved wrong, and I'll do that every week as long as we don't lose. I don't mind being picked on. I'll take that all day long. Because it was almost like the playoff final, wasn't it? But kind of... And then this happens. It's almost like winning the playoff final. Red Dot comes out with which we didn't put a pass him. I hate this club. You're all weird. You know, <laughs> waving your flags. That's not support, you know, that sort of thing. And... Um, it kind of started at a wee bit when, in fact, it was a, what Ian had done by putting Smith on and changing tactics was brilliant. And it totally chased the course of the game. And Freeman... Matt Smith, I thought, was outstanding. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing. If, if, if that game had gone another minute longer, Freeman would have beat every single one of them players and put the keeper on his arse and tackled the pass him because he was on fire yeah. at that, them last minutes. So, leads us on to where do we go from here? Joe, Preston Saturday. It's going to be an interesting one, eh? I, I, I haven't even thought about it. You put me on the spot. I haven't thought That's about it. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going up there. Um, I would take a draw now. Okay. I would take a draw, a one-one. They're not a bad side. You know, no, I, I watched that um, that championship program on and a Norwich, Sunday morning. They played Norwich, and they nearly went yeah. back to Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. They were decent. Yeah, and uh, they're a decent side. The the black lad with the dreadlocks always causes us problems. Daniel Johnson, yeah, yeah. he used to be at Villa. Yeah, always. He's cool. a Canadian international, I think. Yeah, he, he, can, he controls the play for them the whole time. Yeah, like, well, you always. take him out of the game, they can't do anything else apart from play the ball to Hugo up front. So yeah, yeah, it'll be hard. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good player, but it's also a good little ground actually. Press a nice place. To yeah, so yeah, it is, and they're, they're they're good supporters up there. They they haven't got a massive fan base, but um, it's it's a nice ground. They, they've done it right as. They they built up the old Deepdale, so mm. it hasn't moved. It's still in the same place, That's right, yeah. and they've got the f- football museum That's outside. Brilliant place, yeah. If you've got a few hours to spare before, yeah. and go there. Yeah. 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 They've also got the um, a, and if you leave early from the match, you can also go there. Uh, <laughs> they've also got the appably named Finney's Bar. Yeah, yeah. We'll steer clear of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he may well never see me in a bar. I tell you, now Rahul, what do you think we go from here as? Is this a turning point? Is this the moment that we look back in six months' time and say, that was the day that Rangers turned it around? Uh, the short answer, I would say, is no. And actually, oh, what was troubling to me yeah. after, after the, the match was Ollie's comments. He made it seem like as if we had actually played a good game and got unlucky mm-hmm. when the result was a total fluke. It was an absolute fluke, and there are some major issues with our team, with our formation. I hate to sound negative, but... And the reality is we're not anywhere near the Villas, the Wolves of the world. We're also not as bad as some of the teams at the bottom of the table. So this is going to be our season. It's going to be up and down. We'll lose two. Anyway. We'll win one. We'll draw one. And we'll end up kind of where we are. I, I agree. So we need, to, yeah, we need to calibrate our expectations. But I also think Ali just needs to figure out tactics. Because, I mean, looking at the subs bench yesterday, you have there just seems to be no plan, no long-term plan. I mean, you need to be thinking one or two moves ahead. So we go down one. Let's say we had gone up 1-0 and we were trying to protect the lead. How many defensive players were on our bench yesterday? Not, not one. Not, not even, even not one. Even one. Not, our most <laughs> defensive player was Goss. I mean, how could you manage a team and have zero defensive players? Then his first substitution always is Smith. Okay, you bring on Smith. What wingers were on the pitch? Zero. He waited 15 minutes to bring on a winger. I mean, it's, and Smith was terrorizing. And then he brought two on. Yeah, he brought two on. And Lua Lua, who's... Well, I'll save that for later. But yeah, uh, but God, I love that boy. When when we signed him, even though it was on loan, I loved him. But 
He's yeah, but not, I mean, we're not Smith was just absolutely destroying the the, yeah. the center backs, and yeah. he was clearly giving them issues. And, and for fifteen and no minutes, one's, no one, no one's yeah, picking up the no, second ball. Exactly, no one's picking up the second ball. We had no one to play across, and then finally he made the double switch and brought in Pavel and and Lualua. But I mean, how could you play twenty minutes without with Smith by himself without yeah. a proper winger? I mean, these you've are things feed, he needs to, to sort out. Him, you? you have to. You you've have got to feed Smithy. Yeah, yeah. got to feed the lanky one, Stuart. How do you see it going? Uh, I think Raul put it perfectly well. You, you know, that it's, it's not negative, it's not positive. You just have to roll with the punches. It's going to be a case of, I could, I could quite literally repeat what he's just said in terms of you'll win one, you'll draw one, you'll lose a couple, then you'll win two, and then you'll draw one. It'll be consistent through till probably the end of February. Mm. Um and this whole this whole sort of idea of that you know you've got these injuries and oh we're down to bare bones yeah, but it happens to like plenty of other squads yeah the the upper echelon squads like that the Villas and the Wolves and stuff who have bought in x amount of money and managed yeah we've done that before and we've got oh, our, well, well, yeah exactly we've got well, our, we've little, got our pants yeah down. It, exactly and then, then that's happened but right now all we can really do is play with what we've got trouble is Ollie seems to be just like. Shuffling a pack of cards and throwing them on a the table and going, uh, 21! He's like playing a random game of blackjack and going, oh, if I could, you know, a load of cards will make this number. It doesn't his, make sense. In, in his defence, he hasn't got a defence. True. Because we've been just ripped to pieces there. Yeah, and, but, uh, and, yeah, the, the, and, and defenders we have brought in, like Baptiste was supposed to be a backup, and he's played very well. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he has been agreed. sussed Apart from out. That first game, he, yeah, he, he's been sussed out in terms of the formation we played at times. As aforementioned, he's been pulled out when we played the back three, and we haven't had the right right wing back team to suss us out by playing the diagonal ball mm. into the channel when he's been sucked out, and they played an early ball in. But at some point, Oli must have gone in the summer buying one backup centre half. You need more than one backup centre half, and he's lucked out in with Robertson being able to shift the cross mm. massively, relying on that guy's intelligence with his upbringing in Liverpool. He's probably gone. He's smart enough to tuck in there and still play a big well out left. But you need somebody else to still come in and do something. Someone with experience who signs but, like Clint Hill. Oh yeah, well, I, I spend a lot of time watching um, the football league what show after our highlights and watching Carlisle games mm. under a microscope. And seeing Hill, like even like scored think, the I, other yeah, day. Yeah, he scored. He scored. And like even I think uh, whatever the result was for Collard the other night, they let in a goal, and I was watching it. I was like, he's still effed off about letting in a goal, and he's still dictating their play. I'm like, screw him playing League Two. You know, we missed the trick there. We, whatever we, happened, you can't tell me that Carlisle can produce a better contract for Clint Hill yeah, than QPR. The only yeah, thing, even with this FFP. Shit that's going on. The only thing which could have made any amount of difference to that would have been location. I can only assume that because of his northern roots and yeah. his family. Maybe I, I don't know, but that in, I would, my, I would, my cynical uh, side goes: uh, if you're not, he's asked for X amount to stay in London. We haven't offered it, and he's gone. Well, no, I need this much, or I'm going back up north, and he's done that. Fair play to him. I, yeah, I, he's, yeah. he's literally one of my favourite players in but, the last ten, fifteen years. But no disrespect to Carlisle. It's Carlisle. <laughs> No, that's that's the. F- but, that, but that's when the team yeah. club came out and said we can't agree terms. And then he goes to Carlisle, you're like going, I'm what? not being funny, but really. Yeah, what were the terms? What, how how on earth did that happen? It's ridiculous. Well, maybe he enjoyed Scotland so much he just wanted to be near it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm sure we could have. Maybe it was Carlisle. We're going to give him a year deal, and we were going to give him a six month. He deal. should maybe. never have been left 
go from QPR. Well, no, I should fall in if you're going to be honest. Why not? For them. Well, they, they, they and they've both, they've both been on here, and you and Fraser and everyone else has made the point live that would you come back in any other capacity apart from a player or, or work with the club? And they've all said yes, yes, yeah, yes. Totally. And somebody somewhere must have gone, that's, that's an open goal for us. Offer them whatever and bring them back in on another capacity, whether it's player coach, just coach or player on a slightly longer contract than what we I mean, not to, de- not to detract anything from the game for Grenfell, but the reception that Clint got I know. at I know. the game for Grenfell, you know, it was... And he is, treated it like an actual game of football. It yeah, wasn't a chat for him. He was like, this is, I'm 100% fully committed to this. And, like, he, and he almost scored at the last end as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the thing as well is his popularity, perhaps as well, Ian felt a little bit uncomfortable with that. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, Put and also... Out of joint a bit. And because if you remember back to the playoffs at Wigan, Clint was pulling the shots away from home big style. He was yeah. changing that formation. He, he And he's, he's bright as well. He's got all the... Maybe as a wee bit of that, Ian was like thinking... Do I want someone breathing over my shoulder who's popular, knowing the way QPR work? But really, if you if your ego, point, if your e- I see what you say. if your ego gets in the way of that, then you know you should be big enough as a manager to to see that you've got someone out there that can change it. You know, because screaming from the sidelines and you're out in the middle of the mm. park and there's twenty thousand people only go so all, far and yeah. all and, and giving it all that. See, Gordon Jago, going back before you boys used to go down there, Gordon Jago had Terry Venables. And Terry Venables went out there and just run the show. He was absolute quality. He had speed, he had skill, and he ran the show out there. So Gordon Jago and Bobby Campbell just had to sit in the dugout. So I, I, I would not have, myself as a QPR supporter, I would not have any problem with Clint Hill running the show out in the park. Ollie should sort of embrace something like that that's that's what I believe in some in some ways a coaching staff of Hill and Bircham mm. isn't that bad mm. yeah it's it's kind of you know Birch does bring something to the table there's no two words about it and he gets us and he, he's one of us and stuff like that there remember we had that shirt Bircham's here at Chelsea and stuff yeah. and got himself an FA fine yeah um there's things like that he is and he, he loves a club the same as Kevin Gallon loves a club they, mm. they, they live and breathe it they're all part of the QPR culture they're all part of that 2005 team the backs against the wall us against well you the regularly wall. see Kevin I've not seen him at Loftus Road I know he goes there yeah. but away games the amount of away games that I go to each season I, I see him half a dozen times He's a Rangers fan. I mean, it's difficult for him. And we're not talking. We're not talking going to Reading. You know. You, you know. You, you'll see Kevin in the Midlands. You'll see him. You'll see him go to Sunderland and places yeah. like that. You know, he's top top man. He deserves he, all the respect he's been, that he. Sorry, Joe. When he's been on the program, he talks as a fan. Mm. He doesn't talk yeah. as an ex pro. Yeah. Mm. That's but. There's a case for saying that I love all these guys. Furlong's at the club. He's brilliant. You know, to be fair, I give that whole team a flipping job. Lee Cook, a lot of them, because to me, they mm. they were the QPR team that I identified with. Yeah. Maybe apart from the early eighties, that was you could identify with actually. In fairness, they did um, Gary Woodock and stuff. So yeah, but you know what I mean. You had the kind of the people that are coming through the Martins, Allens, whatever. So and this this that side was very similar. Now, a lot has been said about Ainsworth coming back in some capacity as well, but that's mm-hmm. possibly too soon. But there is hope for Holloway, and that is that they, I don't know which one you said it now because I'm, I'm terribly deaf. Um, that it, if he Stuart said it, sorry, that if he did actually say, you know what, I got it a bit wrong for ninety minutes, but what about the two minutes I got it right? Mm. Trust me, next time, lads, stay with us and, and lasses and uncles and aunties, fathers and daughters, whatever. Stay the ninety minutes. And after that 90 minutes, we'll come, 
you applaud if we deserve it. If we don't applaud, boo me, not the players. People would have understood that more because it must be frustrating because there is, I mean, there's a, a person near me, and I'm going to be brutally honest, he boos when they come on the pitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, he's, he's, made his mind up before the, yeah, he's made his mind up. I don't get the mentality of people like that whatsoever. You go there to... The idea is to go there. I, we all get frustrated. Mm. You know, it's an entertainment that we're, we're going to see. And pas- <laughs> Hang on a second, Joe. Yeah. The, we're Queen's Park Rangers fans. The, 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 passion, the passion kicks in. And I, I don't get berating the players when they make a, something wrong. You know, whatever. Especially the kids. You know, all, all the jobs that we're sitting around the table here, all the jobs that we do. And if you had someone saying, oh, get your... Get your face into that microphone. I can't, I can't hear you, you know. And, and, it's, and, it's, and you, you want to say... Leave Neil alone, he does a great job. He, he does a great job. I remember, I remember Sean Walsh did this really good sketch. He was talking about... Uh, what was that? Jonathan Ross, I think he was on? Maybe, I don't know. And I just was floating around. And because Sean Walsh is Rangers, I thought, I'll, I'll watch this, see what he mentions Rangers. And he came up with the best clip. He's like, would you go to Tesco's and yeah. just scream at someone who served you badly, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, W, don't know what you're doing, you this, you that. And I thought, that is actually quite true, because you wouldn't, would you? I mean, if you're driving your car, you wouldn't get someone going, oh, you, you went the wrong way, you don't know what you're doing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but knowing Joe, he would turn around and kick him out the cab, I was like, get out of my effing So football yeah. is, I mean, and I guess the whole thing with Ian, and maybe that's why he does work for Rangers, is because there is, he is passionate, he does care, he is within the moment of five seconds after a game. He's raging because he, he he's felt he's been proved right, and I guess is that in it as well. Can, can I make one uncon- one controversial? Uh, That's statement? why we are a podcast. If you get it sued, yeah, it's, it's on you, son. I think we overrate passion. I, I really do. Believe all right, that. okay. Do you, all right, Mas Moloango from Australia, Alejandro Forlan from you know Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, Padula. Yeah, all these guys, I mean, you don't, like, all these guys, they may have no affiliation with the club, with the country, with anything. They're all mm-hmm. motivated to make money. They're all motivated to keep their job. I don't believe that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank wanted to win any less than Ian Holloway. Maybe Ian Holloway knows the club more, but I do think we sometimes overrate passion. I mean, every single manager, whether it's the guy at Hull who came from Russia, he wants to win there. He wants to keep his job. He wants to progress his mm-hmm. career. I don't think the incentives are different for anyone. And I think that sometimes we think, oh, because... You know, Mackey, you know, claps his hands and he screams and he yells. He cares any more than, you know, uh, Josh Schoen, who's a relatively quiet guy on the pitch. I think we sometimes overrate that. And all, all the players, I mean, look at the Brentford players yesterday. They were devastated when they, when they I'll say they lost the match, uh, even though they just drew. But they, they were totally crushed. Everyone cares. So I think sometimes we overrate caring. And we should sometimes think maybe more about the technical side of the game and what yeah. Holloway is doing wrong, that, the selection yeah. side, all those other things. Sometimes passion, everyone is passionate. No, Maybe Redknapp didn't care, but everyone else cared. I'm yeah. sure Redknapp cared to some degree. Yeah, I, but I, I think so. Well, he liked getting a yeah. check. but <laughs> I, I, I think what Redknapp did at Rangers with what he did at Birmingham and what he does at every club he goes to, he just fills it with players he knows. because He's a vampire he, who sucks them dry. No, he might be really good friends with the Regents. Yeah. No, no, there's no might, he is. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying not to get sued. So, anyway, so, um, and as for Mark Hughes and and Mike Rigg, what they did, Jesus, I could go on all day about that. Try not to get sued, be careful. I I get sued, and then they get a job with the FA. I don't get it. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to wrap up in a minute because. Can I just say. You can um, say you want, Jim. I didn't didn't know until today as well, but uh, QPR, all the corner flags were rainbow. Yeah. 
yeah. playing both legs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what a it's lovely... been a football league pro- um, The whole football league's on the okay, right. the I didn't, No, I didn't know that. Stable, but but yeah. I, I thought that was a lovely touch. Really, really. A lot of people would argue again. Something as every club had the badge changed to the rainbow flag with a yeah. badge in the middle. Everyone did it, but of course in the QPR social media world, it ended up being a massive fight over it. Is it well, right? Is it wrong? The, 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 key, the key ball warriors, you just, you, it's best, I, I don't reply to them. You know, you, you see those crass comments about people who have a different, they come from a different country, a different ethnicity or a different sexual <laughs> background. What does it matter? If, you, if, you're, if, you're wearing what, if you're wearing what Stuart's got on, Stuart's the only one of us here wearing the hoops. I couldn't give a shit. That's it. That'll do for me. I've got hip underpants. Well, we don't want to know that, Paul. No, but it, I, I, <laughs> can you I, cut that, Neil? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing is, I haven't really. By the way, the thing. Is, I, listen, I'll, I'll be honest about Rainbow and that thing. I think it's. I've been to Brighton away, and it's not pleasant. And I was talking to a Brighton <coughs> fan about it. Oh, Jesus, just chopped me, me can of cider. And I was talking to a Brighton fan about it. Well, we were joking and have a laugh, but it goes, "Oh yeah, we get it every week." He goes, "But the only thing is." when some of the chants get really bad and your six-year-old son says, what does that mean? And you look yeah. at them giving it like, Ooh. So that's not good. And that's not clever. And also, I couldn't care less if what colour they are, what creed mm. they are, mm. who, what sexuality they are, as long as it's consented adults. It's I don't care. As long as they go sake. on the pitch and wear the hoops of pride and leave their soul on that pitch. Yeah. Now, for anyone to have a problem with any footballer or any person because of who they fall in love with, ah, it's a bit... It's a bit 1900s, isn't it? So hopefully we could all move on. And if you want to slag me off over that, I couldn't give a rat's arse. It's how I feel. It was uh, like when, uh, when Clive Wilson signed for QPR, Don Howe signed Clive Wilson. Okay. Mm. He wanted to go back, yeah, he wanted to go back to Manchester because of all the shit he was getting in the dark side of town. And I believe Les Ferdinand and Danny Maddox had a chat with him and said, listen, it's not like that at QPR. If you come down and put the shirt on, and you play the game and, and entertain the crowd, you, you'll be fine. But if you're shit, they'll give you shit. <laughs> you know what I would worry about? I don't mind if a player comes out as being gay. I don't mind no. all that. If someone comes out that the hero's John Terry and they really yeah, secretly yeah. a Chelsea that's, that's fan... That's the end of the line. That, that could be, that could be yeah, devastating for all of yeah. us. Right, we're actually at the end of the show. Mm. Um, we're going to do the RZN now quickly and then we'll do some predictions so Stuart have you actually thought of anything you'd like to say I, 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 I have something yes um, <laughs> I like the um, way you said that um, um, it's a bit radio a Brecci Easy Ezzy whatever you call him is doing a fantastic job at Wickham at the moment goal scoring machine and some of the goals he is scoring is fantastic yeah like he, the, he, two in one game a few weeks ago I think he's got something like so we bring know. him back and play him in goal <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. If, if of the Holloway persuasion you play him at a, a right back wouldn't you um but he's doing a fantastic job considering his age and also we've nabbed him off Millwall for a start Ollie mm. has brought this up and has said that they've made a mistake there what he needs to do is Utilise him if and when it comes out, whether it's next season, whoever's in, like, if you're going to send someone on, on loan and they're going to do well, make the most of them when they come back, please. Because we've sent players out on loan. We're not like the Man Cities and the Chelsea's where we have a farm system which people go from Europe to US and whatever else. Let's make sure that the players that do well from our system come back and we use them properly. Not go, well, let's loan you out again, let's loan you out again. Oh, and then all of a sudden you're in a Michael Doughty situation where you hit 24, 25 as a good servant and go, 
sorry, see you later, and end up being still a good professional, but not to our capability. Let's take this guy. I'm not, I mean, I'm not putting all my, my eggs in one basket and saying he's the saviour. He's doing very well. So let's make sure that we can just help him along, bring him back and make the most of him. And, yeah, I hear you. And well, if we so can do that with a few more, there are some other players within that system that can do well as well. But what I would also say is I don't think the club should overhype them. Yes, Let, let yes. them come in, yeah, exactly. do their job and get us to love them as they progress. Unfortunately, what you, I agree with what you're saying, but um, Ebry, is that how you pronounce yeah. his, his name? He's getting all the hype now. That's the trouble. That you know, trouble. Sean Derry's been raving about him. Gareth, obviously, because he's playing for him. Yeah. You know, the, you know, two well-respected players it by QPR. It's, it's, it's how you stagnate that slightly for when they come back. That's the difference. I, I, I can see a place for him and young Paul Smith in January. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about him. Uh, yeah. on, the, on the bench, because they're, they're both getting really good reviews in their different levels. And maybe not blood them too soon, but be a hell of a an improvement on the bench at times that you can bring yes, them on yeah, and yeah. get them. There's bring also some, Bright as well, isn't there? Yeah, and Samuel. We Samuel. need we need Pierce and so well, he's he's um as his best mate from school. Yes, that's oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're apparently in cahoots. They're like massive, yeah. massive mates. So and that always might helps. be something can that you know you can bring them together. And, and Shadipu as well, you know. I mean, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You know, I watched the I, on on the in, on the internet. I watched the uh, the Coventry game and, and he, he, was, he was torn to shreds, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, mm. he, he looked he looked great. I think he's is he still playing for the Ireland under twenty ones? Yep. Yeah, I thought he was. He's a decent <laughs> player. Right, obviously the wrong Ireland. Only joking, Neil. Only joking. Um, actually, Stuart, your your R's end perfectly segues into mine, and these are my notes here. So I he's took a look at notes. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I actually looked at. at Do you think a guy makes it or something? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I took a look at all the players who were under twenty two who were on our squad. Uh, Samuel, who who have played either in a league cup match or mm. or uh, in the championship for, a full for us, professional game, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Samuel Manning, Furlong, Shadipo, Goss, Greg O'Cox, Kakai, Hamalainen, Chair, and Petrasso. This season in the league, they've played a combined seven hundred and twenty minutes. Just to give you a comparison as to how little that is, Neda Manua has played six hundred minutes, and he hasn't played since September twelfth. So we've basically not used any of these young players at all, which is a total joke. Um, and I look at what are we going to get from this season? This is really just a consolidation season. We're not going to, we're probably not, we're definitely not going up mm. and we're most likely not going down. So why aren't these kids playing? These, are, these kids are going to be the future. And I look at yesterday's situation where you have Lua Lua who's not coming back to the club. Waste. We know he's gone in January. I know he has his own personal issues. That's really, really sad. But, you know, we also have to think about the long-term interests of the club and Lua Lua is not going to be here on January 5th or whatever. So when you have Ilya's chair on the bench, you know, why is he not playing? Good and th- that, I look at the situation, if I'm Chris Paul, or if I'm, uh, you know, the American center back, why do I even, what motivates me to even come in and try when we have six or seven center backs out and these guys can't even make the bench? What motivates them to keep on trying? And this is what's going to happen. All these players are going to stop caring because they're just never going to get an opportunity to even sit on the bench. So this needs to change. We really need to start getting these players involved because, I look at what Southgate did with England, and I'm very cynical, and I think that the reason he played all the young people was to distract the media from how shit the team normally would have been if he had just played the normal players. So he played a bunch of guys who will never play. But if all he wants to distract the fans, give us some of these young players. We will be delighted if I, could, if I saw Chair play even 20 minutes. 
Think about how much that would motivate all the other well, young I, kids in the, the academy. The first time I saw him was pre-season at Peterborough. He was good. Yeah, and he Chair play. looked the part. And why is he was there with Ariel, you know, and the pair of them were right. That, that fourth period, because they played four halves, and they were magnificent. Agreed. And, and the one other thing, Freeman's out for this Saturday's game, I He's think, suspended. with the, with the yellow card. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe, this is, maybe this is the chance for someone to play. But we're going to come to a point where if Baptiste gets injured, we have no other backup center back. Mm. And none of these young kids have the experience. At some point, they're going to have to get out there and prove themselves. And mm. we need to give them an opportunity to actually play. just like watching Clint Hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, ours end. I haven't got one, Paul. I've, n- I've just not thought of anything at all. But um, you haven't anyone famous about your cab or something? No, nothing about the cab. The cab's just there. Um, <laughs> well, every cab driver in London supports a football team. Virtually everyone, and it, there's banter every day. So I'm looking for the Brentford boys. So I'm, 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 I'm looking. There's not many of them out there. There are one or two. I'm, I'm looking for them. You know, their manager. Uh, Dean Smith, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> to him, walking down the middle of the road, that is life's highway. He doesn't stroll to the left, he doesn't stroll to the right, but not Ian Holloway. The edge of the cliff is where you find Ollie. Not, dream- <laughs> not dreaming of dreams, but taking all the risks. <laughs> Wow. Very poetic. I like there's, that. A, there's a blockbuster if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. Right. My R's ends. And I'll, I'll, I'll do this very quickly because it's very sombre, of course, because we've had a few weird and horrible things happening. Um, my condolences to the Jason Isaacs family. Um, oh, yeah. Horrible, oh. horrible, horrible, horrible. Can't imagine what you guys are going through, but um, the QPR fans are with you. It's, it's horrible and there's too much of it. And I hope you get justice. It'll never make anything all right. And I'm deeply sorry for your loss, as we all are. I'm sure I speak for all of us when we say that. Also, um, Chris um, Wells was buried um, today. Lifelong QPR fan from back in the day. Um, This is is real. We we mourn about Holloway having a go at us. We mourn about 90 minutes not playing well, then two minutes of ecstasy. These people have never come back to our home. And I just like the wish of families all the best, both of them, and um, and hopefully they'll, they'll they'll be okay. On a positive note, with dealing with what they're going through, um, we spoke a wee while ago about Anthony Ryan, who had a massive ish, um, illness, was in intensive care, was in a coma. He only went and came back against Aston Villa, you know, and he's walking and talking and on the road to recovery. Well done. I know his dad really well. He's a lovely fella, and um, I'm just so chuffed for the family. With that, I'm going to go now on to predictions. Before, just on another positive note, I, the interview last week with oh, James yeah. oh, unbelievable. that that young fella is, is really a I don't think guy. he knows how inspirational he is. Yeah. He's totally... He's sat where you're sitting. He's and amazing. He's, so I'm pointing to Stuart, yeah. you can't see, because obviously it's audio. Um, and he was totally just... Like, why is he meeting speak to him about me? You know, the end of the day. And when he told his story, you're just sitting there absolutely in awe of what he was saying. Young life, but he's he's come through a lot. So such an early age, and I tell you what, he, he, not only about his life story, tactically brilliant, very clever. Yeah, yeah I was I, I enjoyed that. It was one of the podcasts where I didn't say much for a change because I could actually sit down and just listen to someone and be wow, this is this is brilliant. Well, as and, opposed to what are you saying yeah. about us? You what? <laughs> I know you're great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
You're getting as sensitive as a certain manager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, geez, wow. All right, Preston, Joe, what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm yeah, I know you said a draw earlier on, but do you think we can go up there and beat this, get this monkey off our back? It, it would be nice because Birmingham was the last away win, and yeah. it's, it's too long. It, it would it'd take a lot of pressure off of Ollie. I don't, I don't think he feels the pressure. I, ju- I just get the old saying, he goes with the flow. I, I'm still going to stick with me 1-1. One, one. All right. Uh, Rahul? Uh, I'll, why not? 3 0 QPR. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You reckon it's going to be that this is like going to be from last night, the Phoenix will come out of the flames. Yeah, and I just think we'll win the and then we'll lose the next one and then win and then yeah, lose the next right. one. Yeah, you're right. Don't continue. Just, just go with the win. Go with the win. Because the next one's Leeds. Ooh, I hate Leeds. I hate everyone actually. <laughs> we'll do them. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, last... dirty Leeds. It's it's on the away from He's so angry. His face, I love it. Hey, go on, Stuart. Um, I'm, I'm going with Joe. I'm going one all, but I'm going to be more precise. I'm saying we're going to score after 12 minutes. The, away, the home fans are going to be incredibly irritated, and then we're just going to collapse in the last 10 minutes and give away an 85th minute goal, and they're going to, it's going to be scored by Jordan Hugel, and it'll be from a corner. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about myself as a third person because I think people do that weird. Um, I think we we will get something, but it'll probably be a point, which is how we're going this season. Yeah. And I, I think our win, funny enough, will come at Birmingham. I've got a funny Ooh, feeling. Yeah. In what year? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not being drawn in such issues, Rahul. Cause I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the, I, you know, and I'll stay for the whole game um, this time. And um, I'd like to let it go, Paul. Let it go, mate. I, 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 I would also like to thank all the Brentford fans last night. You made me laugh so much at the end. You know, seeing their little faces as they walked down the road, their chins were hitting the floor and their arses were in the ground. It was superb. And that's what you live for in football. You live for the comebacks. You live for the games against Portville. You live for the game, well, Portville twice actually, wasn't it? Away at their place and at Loftus Road. You live for these games and these are what we grasp. This is what being a supporter is all about. And we are great supporters. I would like to say that. I, I know people slag our fan base off, and I do sometimes as well. But we have got the best community ever. And people like James proved that. What the community guys do every week, weekend, they prove that. So with that in mind, I will wrap up the podcast. Joe, you will be on again. It has been an absolute... I don't know why we haven't Cheers, had you fella. on. Cheers, um, Bit of a strange little thing at the end there, you said. But we'll just ignore that. And hopefully... Um, <laughs> Fraser will be phoning me tomorrow going, you know, watershed, that one. Th- that'll be an explicit, and it's not you, so you've got me off the hook, so I, I do appreciate it. Rahul, as always, um, thanks for coming on, and despite what some people might say on Messy Sports, I think you've got a great voice, and a great insight into football, and thank you for coming along. He's top man. He is, yeah. isn't he? Top yeah, man. he's the same fellow. They take the mick out of his voice a bit sometimes, no, but they no, take no. the mick out of mine. Hey, listen, know. look, it's been emotional. <laughs> you know, Stuart... A wonderful debut like Joe. You'll be welcome anytime again. Thank and you. um Grip, I, I enjoyed this week's podcast. Last week was different. We've I think we've exercised a few goats tonight. We can go to pressing. Goats. Goats. I said goats. <laughs> and also Finney also said hum humbility, I think. Yeah. Hum- yeah. <laughs> Humblishness or something. Humblishness, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Oh yes you did. Yeah. I may have many issues, but I certainly haven't got one of them speech problems with the dinner. Right. <laughs> I see this is just like picking the little Irish fella, isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly what it is, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, medium head, actually. I would like to dedicate this podcast to Chris Wells and Jason Isaacs. God rest your souls. Come on, you ours.
Rangers are 